0: And complete your evening with plate smashing for charity. To book, call 746-4111 or visit seafireresortandspa.com. Simply greet every
1: Thursday at whether it be clothing, gifts, accessories,
2: or toys. All right, good morning, everyone. We're going to wait until Erin is finished with her commercial break. Happy, what day is it, Wednesday, hump day, Wednesday. It is December the 1st, folks, 24 days until Christmas. Yay. Can't wait. Aaron's working the board. Top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Aaron. How are you?
3: Good. So hoping the Wi-Fi sticks today and doesn't just.
2: I know know what happened yesterday. That was bloop.
3: Honestly, I think it just went down and then it just cut everything. Because then all of a sudden I didn't get your message until I turned off my uh, Wi-Fi on my phone. Oh, yes. And so it's like, oh, it was ours. But yeah, so. You know, yes. sometimes well, just those uh, those uh, glitches. That's
2: yes, it's the elves unplugging the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what. It everything is. and listen, you know, it's so great to be able to use Santa this time of year as a parenting tool. <laughs> like, listen, I had to request this, Santa's coming. <laughs> oh
3: no, I had to request uh, request our elf early. Our oh. elf on the shelf early, so he's been with us for two, three weeks now.
2: Okay. Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah, he came early. So, San- yeah, I-, I called Santa and I said, you know, we've just been having some issues, and I think we we need uh, we need our elf on the shelf here <laughs> earlier. Reinforcement early. here. Yep. So um, he's been with us for a while.
2: Are we supposed to be using the elf on the shelf as a as a tool? Because I I just hide him and
3: no, it's working, and it's, yeah, it's working I'm, for you. And my kids, if they're in the car right now, they know PT is always watching. Pete the Elf is always watching, and he'll go back and he'll tell Santa if they were naughty. Yeah, it's working.
2: I'm scared of Pete the (laughs) Elf.
3: Pete, I know. I was like, maybe my husband thinks that's probably the wrong name. Pete the Elf (laughs) (laughs) sounds kind of bad. Anyway, so what did did we miss yesterday? I mean, it is December, by the way. So happy. Happy Christmas season, finally!
2: Yes, and uh, hurricane season's over. We're super excited about that. Totally. But, um, big, big news in the world of politics. Um, Cmr was um, at a meeting last night, where um, in Bodentown, Town, okay, MP Seymour has basically announced that he's moving over to the government bench. Really? Yeah. So that and- was pretty, pretty big news. Okay, so does, what does that mean? He has a ministry? Um, has a it means that he's going to leave the opposition and he's going oh. to become a parliamentary secretary. So he missed the boat in terms of getting any sort of ministry because remember now the government has been in about seven months.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, um, so
2: that's <laughs> As Juliana said, better late than never. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's interesting. So, I mean, what does that mean? Is that, is that big news for like... Um, for getting anything through, I don't, you know. Well,
2: I think it, it obviously makes the government's position, uh, the PAC government's position, um, stronger stronger. Okay. And so we're going to dig deep into some of the implications of that this morning. Okay. Um, Today is also World AIDS Day. So the HSA um, is going to be doing free HIV and STI testing for World AIDS Day. So if anyone... Oh, really? Um, Yeah, they do this every single year. and I want to take my hats off to them. That's
3: right, they do. Um, I do remember this before. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, You know, you can contact the HSA to coordinate uh, getting your free HIV and STI tests, um, really from the 29th, which was Tuesday all the way through to, until Friday. So it's not like you have to run in today, but do contact them and they're offering these services um, by appointment only. Okay. So, you know, it's good to, to still know things like your HIV status, folks. And um, they will be having a virtual session today as well, this evening called HIV 101, Understanding HIV and AIDS. And uh, that's gonna be available this evening through the HIV Program Coordinator's Office. So um, yeah. yeah, via Zoom. So you can certainly tune in for that, folks. Well, that's good. And uh, in other news, um, the field hospital is up and running, um, up and running in the sense that it's fully operational. I was gonna Should say, no need... one's
3: in it, we're not needing no, it. Yeah.
2: We're, in, so. yeah. we're not there. Um, so field capacity, um, the field hospitals is ready to accept patients if and when needed. And again, it's an overflow capacity for people with mild to moderate uh, symptoms who might need to be hospitalized. So um, it's not meant for the the serious patients, but um, 61 beds, uh, the CI Regiment, Hazard Management, uh, Public Works and others came together in a collaborative effort to put the hospital together in short order and uh, Zebra Electric and others so, um, yeah, it's it's operational and uh, people can, you know, rest assured that we will have more than a sufficient bed space um, yeah. if it's needed.
3: That's cool. That's uh, I mean, that's good news. Do we know the percentage in the hospital of like do, has it been broken down what the percentage is vaccinated versus unvaccinated? Uh, um, I want to say
2: that, let me just have a quick look. At the latest- I remember it
3: being, yeah, I'm like, I don't know the latest, latest on that.
2: Yeah. So they sent out yesterday that we've had 161 cases reported um, basically um, for the, the period, the last 24 hours, up until November 30th. Um, they still, I, I don't think that they're giving us the vaccinated numbers still. They're still lagging behind with that information, but I think on a weekly basis, they're attempting to collate it every single week. So out of 706 PCR tests conducted um, since 8 a.m. on Monday up until 8 a.m. on Tuesday, um, they had 161 positive cases. So, you know, still yeah. positive cases coming in. Um in terms of, uh, there's 15 active cases on the sister islands and only one identified in the previous 24 hours. So the sister islands seems to be calming down quite a bit actually. Uh, a couple of days last week, they had no, no new cases to report. So that was quite good. And um, yeah, we've got, hold on a second. We've got some vaccination numbers. It says, well, of the total number on the sister islands, 62 were fully vaccinated, six were partially vaccinated and 52 were unvaccinated. That's of the total um, 120 to date that have been recorded on the Sister Islands. So we don't really have anything um, at this time for Grand Cayman, like the latest um, vaccination numbers and hospitalization numbers out of the vaccinated, if that makes any sense. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll continue to monitor the um, situation. Twenty patients hospitalized. I think it continues to trend that people are released and some new ones come in, some get out. Um, so the number of hospitalized overall has reduced a bit as well.
3: Yeah. Listen, I didn't realize I was going to have to learn the Greek alphabet. <laughs> hurricanes and these variants. I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting an education. Yeah. 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 For sure. Let's hope we can stop that though soon.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, there was a very interesting article I saw. Um, I think it might have been The Economist yesterday that was saying, how do you pronounce the name of the new um, variant? And there's no set. And, like, everybody's a bit unsure. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. I yeah. was like, um, I have no idea. I've never heard can of Omicron. It be a hard, uh, like Omicron or Omicron. Uh, Omicron. Yeah. I think were the two options that they kind of gave. Omicron. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's probably omicron makes a little bit more phonetic sense. But I've
3: been saying, but I, the worst person, I was, you know, educated in America, so
2: yeah. They basically said there's no um, definitive on that one, so yeah. Um, so it's continuing to you know they they're saying that listen the chances of this having just origin uh, just emerging out of South Africa um, is probably um, slim to none and what has happened it has quietly been um, in other communities it was just that it was discovered in South Africa yeah. so. and
3: South Africa got kind of the blame for it even though they should be getting you know hey great pat on the back for discovering something
2: you know exactly and uh, you know the early on they were referring to it as a south african um variant and i think a lot of people didn't like that they're like why are you naming it after south africa and i said listen it's like the spanish flu the spanish flu had nothing to do with spain <laughs> you know or, or the spanish community it's just that they were reporting it the reason how it got its name actually is quite interesting because they were doing, especially in the early days, they were reporting on the Spanish flu more than any other region in terms of news media. So, um, you know, at that time, that's just how it acquired its name as the Spanish flu.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, so. all, all these variants, like with how people uh, move about this world these days, it's, I mean, I don't know. That's going to take a little bit of more time to find out where it really came from, who you know, there's still no definitive reason why this is out there in the first place, this COVID outbreak kind of thing, COVID, you know? Yeah, I mean. I, mean, they, they I keep saying it was a bat, say, but was it a lab? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, they continue to say that, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, the fact that there are un- unvaccinated people in the world, that does fuel the um The cases and it also fuels variants so we're looking at most cases in the world most countries in the world my apologies having a few cases um australia's got seven austria belgium brazil canada has six cases already um the hong kong has reported four cases germany has nine you know these are the ones that they know about interestingly enough the netherlands has 16. so south africa still has the most at 77 cases yeah. Um, Spain has a few. The UK now has 22 cases. Remember, I mean, just where,
3: yeah, wherever it came from, it's there. It's out there. It's just a matter yeah. of the fact is, we can get into a lot of, you know, we have readily available vac- vaccines here. We're very lucky, but not everywhere in the world is as lucky as we are and other countries that have access.
2: Yeah. And they're still a bit uncertain right. about, um, you know, what this new variant really, really means. So the World yeah. Health Organization is actually having a um, meeting today. They're gonna be doing um, a press conference on this new variant. So um, we have all the details on that and hopefully we'll be able to share the live stream for that once it goes live at about 10 o'clock this morning as well.
3: Great, well, we'll definitely touch base on that when we uh, mm -hmm. chat with you tomorrow on the Thursday show already. I know. Oh look, someone- Hey, look, it's the Christmas tree man in the studio. (laughs) I just saw you coming up in the back. Ah, hey Blake. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. I know people okay. are all excited. People are a, little, he's out a of the busy. What are you
2: doing? to say hi. how's Long it going? Land Christmas tree. Wait, 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 Blake. Hold on a second. Tell him don't leave. He's not.
3: I've got it, to- Blake.
2: You, you got it. You got it. You got to watch this before you leave. I gotta- Wonderland Christmas trees are here. It's official. It's Cayman's
4: most wonderful time of the year. Don't delay or all the elves will give the trees away. Stop by our Christmas tree lot to select from the finest balsam fir trees, starting at $100 for 5 to 6 feet. Christmas lot is located right next to Cost Less and Governor Square. Selected from the best farms in Canada, your tree has been grown with love and care by all our elves for many years. Wonderland Christmas Trees is owned and operated by experienced elves with over 6 years of industry experience. Don't trust your Christmas tree needs to anyone else. And remember, for every tree you purchase, Wonderland Christmas Trees makes a donation to feed our future and Meals on Wheels. Visit wonderlandtrees.ky or find us on Facebook to place your Order. Today, Christmas tree sales going on now. Don't delay. Wonderland Christmas trees, your best choice
2: for Christmas.
5: Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas.
2: All right, check I'm that, not, that out. Wonderland Christmas, Christmas trees. That's best your number one job. I'm <laughs> so I think that might yeah, my in trouble. You're trying to get me trouble. And, yeah. and not only do you get the best Christmas trees, folks, but um, Wonderland Christmas trees. All right. I don't really think Sandy new. understands
6: that
3: this yeah. is not meant to be on this. So yeah. <laughs> oh, oops. you. Yeah. That's for you,
6: Sandy.
2: Ooh, yes, <laughs> I, I forget. I forget. <laughs> I, yeah, didn't didn't even think about it to be honest. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very no so much, Blake and Aaron. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, this is a little thing sometimes about like I'll say something and they'll say something and we're forgetting folks that it's actually on, um, it's on the radio, right? So hopefully we won't get in any trouble for that. Because remember, radio spots are different. Um, we got to put on our thinking hat, though, and how we're going to work that out once the show's on the air. I don't know how that's going to work. Those are some of the logistics that we got to get sorted out. Uh, buenos dias, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, Diamond Princess, Sapphire, good morning to you. Irvine, good morning. Wee oui, Wee oui is here. I got my water. I need some hot chocolate this morning. Um, Chantel, hmm. Mr. Robert, I didn't even have time for any tea. I woke up with a with actually a headache this morning. I should take a little tablet, but I'm going to wait and see if it's going to ease up. Definitely lack of sleep. Oh, my God. You know, yesterday I was complaining about lack of sleep, and I didn't do any better last night. There was the meeting, which we're going to talk about here in a second. And then when I got home, I needed to have a little bite to eat because I really didn't have dinner, so I had a little bite of tea. You know you don't want to go to sleep immediately after eating. So it was another one o'clock in the morning before I was in bed. Um, And then I was up at two o'clock and at three o'clock and at five o'clock because my little feet started doing the little thing I tell you guys about that sometimes I have. Um, This time it was the left foot. Normally it's the right foot because I do put more pressure in the right foot. But this time it was the left foot. The left foot is like, oh, I don't want to be left out and all the excitement. So let me wake you up just as you're sleeping at two o'clock in the morning. And so, yeah, last night I was like, oh, I'm not playing with you tonight. So I took out the TENS machine. The TENS machine is when it gets really, really bad, folks. I stick the little pads of the TENS machine on and I crank it up and the TENS machine like is needling. That's like a needling um, pain or not pain, but sensation and um it is meant to numb pain that you're having and trust me if you if you have chronic pain um for me a tens machine has been a lifesaver started with my back and i do use it um pretty much anywhere like today i was even thinking i'm gonna put put it on my tennis elbow um it does help and so i often use it on my feet because this is a recurring issue that i have especially when i'm trying to eat sleep so it's crazy to imagine that um, that feels better because if you ever felt a tense machine, you'll know it's not the most comfortable feeling in the world. But that actually feels better than the actual pain that's waking me up. Think about that for a second. But anyway, we got lots of politics to talk about this morning. Ooh, y'all, I had a flashback moment yesterday. I felt like I was back on the campaign trail, Mm, the excitement. And uh, can I tell you that all of you we're equally excited. That video from last night, it's only been 11 hours, has over 10,000 views already. So if you missed the meeting last night, folks, go on the CMR page, click on the link, over 10.5 thousand views this morning. It was hot. And I'm going to break it down. Marshall, good morning. Good morning, Miss Anne. Kay is here. Happy new month. Yes, um, happy December the 1st. Officially, hurricane season is over now. I remember last year we talked a lot about the fact that you can have these—I um, forget what they're called now—but out-of-season storms. Basically, oh, my hair is looking a little bit crazy this morning too. Can I tell y'all? So you can have these out-of-season storms. Um, they don't happen often, but just—I'm just forewarning you that just because hurricane season is over, doesn't mean that you can put your guard down entirely. So good morning to Ms. Kay. Good morning to Felicia. Louis got it locked in. He says, love the CMR family. Good morning to um, Anne-Marie. Larry's here from New York. Good morning, Miss Jackie. Um, Anne says, love, Sandy. Uh, cool early morning radio voice. <laughs> yeah, today I feel like it's a little bit raspy. A lack of sleep radio voice is what this one should be called. Um, but yes, honey chow. There it is. Alice, uh, Enebeli, good morning to you. Good morning, Sue. Vernita's here and Richard is here. So let's get, let's dive in deep, get into it. So what a hotness. All right, let's back it up. A little bit of rewind. So I had heard, y'all know I hear a lot through the grapevine. And sometimes when you hear stuff through the grapevine, you can't always disclose it or you just gotta wait and see. So I had heard um, through the grapevine that there was going to be some shifting and jumbling around and this sort of thing. And um, quite frankly, I'm not entirely surprised by this move, but um, I heard this, I would say, um, at least, more than a week ago so going going into two weeks actually i had heard this and um i thought to myself and i'm sure a lot of you have probably asked the exact same question why would this be a good move like the government's already formed they're seven months in why do they need um another mp so we're going to talk about some of the whys and why it makes good political sense To do what was done, and um, you know, it's it's a very interesting move. Now, a lot of you I know are extremely curious about what I personally think about this. So, we were there last night, covering the live stream. Um, Thank you, guys, first of all, everybody who tuned in. I think at one point we were pushing like six hundred and fifty people on live. So you guys were very, very, and this was a competing event. In a way, I'm glad that he started late, um, but I'm glad for that because, you know, the um, graduation ceremony was on at the same time. So his meeting started about half an hour, a little bit over half an hour late. And um, at the end of the day, there was a good crowd lined up the st- up and down the street there's not a whole lot of parking in that area so that can be a little bit challenging but the graduation was up and off um we were obviously airing the graduation which by the way you can check out on our YouTube and Facebook channels as well um so at least the late start allowed the people who wanted to watch a good portion of the graduation to kind of get that underway before then switching over to the stream because listen the second we went live I felt like nobody was watching the graduation anymore. Everybody switched over to um, watch this live stream event. So the announcement by Dwayne John John Seymour is that basically um, he had been approached by the government about moving over to the government side. And after giving it some consideration, you know, he obviously thinks it's a good idea and he wanted to um, bring it to the people. Good morning, Loretta and Andrea. Hero Blair is here. Beverly joining us in New York, New York. Good morning. Andrea says, "Thank you for your coverage and bringing the news on the spot to us last night." CMR was awesome. You're most welcome, Miss Amelia. I saw her in the comment section. Good morning, Miss Marva. How are you? Ha- yes, happy December the first. She says, "I'm so excited because there's a little airplane and a KY fly." Does that mean that you're traveling today? Are you coming back home? Good morning to Carla. So, of course, you guys know that as soon as we got the announcement of the meeting, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of notice, I must say, about the meeting itself. But as soon as we got the announcement, folks, we were like, ooh, honey, we are there. We are there for the news. Oh, yes. You know, we're going to bring it to you direct and live, So um, I really want to, um, someone, uh, Kevin, thank you so much. By the way, big shout out to Kevin. He's like my little co-host for certain things now. You know, sometimes it's hard to be in two places at the same time. So Kevin was actually manning um, the live stream for the um, graduation ceremony. And he said that, yeah, he did see the numbers drop, um, you know, the meeting from the graduation numbers. Um, It dropped down once the meeting got kicked off and got started. So that's to be expected. Um, It's hard to have competing events happening at the same time on a live stream because people really kind of need to choose. But the good news is you can always go back and watch one or the other later on. So um, that's fantastic. So, yes. um, so anyway, big shout out to Dr. Pecos, by the way. <laughs> he just he just messaged me and said, um, your referral is being sorted out for your physiotherapy for the tennis elbow. Thank you, Dr. Pecos. I've been waiting, child. So um, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, let me just see here. Um, I can't believe that today is the 31st, the first already. December the first. Oh gosh. I've skipped ahead of myself here. Um yes, so this is January. So today is the let me Look at some dates incorrectly here, I feel like. Um yes, so today is the 1st. Oh my goodness. It's hard to believe. Um Mhm. All right, so you know, once I saw the meeting notification, I said to myself, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, we need to be there. And uh, I noticed that something is wrong with the dates on um, something that I'm looking at here. Um, okay, this is a little bit weird. But um yeah, so you know I I messaged Kevin. I said to my husband, okay, you know, we we gotta get going. <laughs> you know, I got I got something to do tonight. He's like, what's going on? And I said, politics is a calling. And of course he was just like, mm, why? You know, my husband is so funny. Um, I said, Listen, when when the politics calls um CMR has got to be there, folks. It's really as simple as that. We got to make sure we are um, keeping everybody in the know. So we we were not going to miss this. You know, we heard the rumblings, like I said, and um, we needed to know exactly uh, what was going on. Why am I, um, I'm looking at some dates or something. And you know, the dates actually have me confused today. Today is December the first, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Thoroughly confused. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. So yes, so um we were there and I must say that we were in fact the only media house that was actually there covering it live for you guys. And um, I think the interest was obvious that you guys wanted to see what was going on just as much as we wanted to see it. So John John, essentially um, Dwayne John John Seymour made this announcement that um, he'd been, you know, approached by the government and he was going to make the move um, over to the government bench. So literally what's gonna happen today, and we've seen this happen a couple times historically already. So remember um, in recent times, uh, we had um, the progressives government, they had people leave. So when they were in power, remember they had, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Mr. Um, Eden, Anthony Eden. And Alvesakku walked over on um, some issue. I can't remember what the issue was now, but they walked over and left the government to the opposition side. And then who else has left um, in recent times? Anyway, so it it happens, you know. So the walk um, is going to happen today, I suspect, after last night's announcement, where he will he will. There's a formality of doing it, so he will get up in the Legislative Assembly and he will walk across literally, across from one side of Parliament. That's the correct name now, it's no longer Legislative Assembly. Um, Ezra also walked, yes, thank you for that reminder. Ezra took the walk as well and became opposition leader. Um, No, he took the walk from opposition leader to just a backbencher. So remember, he was opposition, and then he left opposition. And then Alva Zaku moved around a couple of times, because but was his move in the LA? I'm trying to remember. Because I think he I mean, he left, he resigned from the opposition. And then after Ezard Love, he went back to be deputy opposition leader. So anyway, it's expected that John John will move from one side today over to the government side. So warm up his seat for him, y'all, over on the government side. Now what is this really all about? Why, you know, why the move? Why why do they need him? Here's my take on it. Now, y'all know I'm going to just tell you the cold hard truth. And I saw my little friend, Kyle. Where's Kyle this morning? Is he up and listening? He's still sleeping in. You know, y'all young folks, we want to sleep all hours of the day. Get up, Kyle. Um, Challenge me. You must get up in the morning and listen to the show so you can hear the answer for yourself. So Kyle said, oh, does this mean that you're going to stop? Um, what was the term that he used to describe? Hold on. Let me tell you guys. Let me go back to the story. He's basically like, oh, is, does this mean you're going to stop talking about John John? Listen. Nobody can stop talking about anybody around here. This is CMR. What are y'all talking about? Um, We talk for a living, first of all, and we keep the people informed for a living. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, let us be very clear. We also speak the truth for a living. And it doesn't really matter who likes it and who don't like it. Um, That's what we're all about. So I'm trying to see Kyle's message. Oh, yes, he said... um, uh, hold on one second. Let me see his comment here. He says, oh yes. Will you continue to bash him now asking for everyone? So, um, <laughs> you know, um, oh yes, yeah, Somebody says they're getting their key, their tea ready. Let's go. Let's get going. So listen, <clears throat> was I bashing, um, the former uh, what was the health minister? Hmm, I was telling the truth. When somebody tells you the truth, do you feel like they're bashing you? Well, you only feel like you're being bashed if you, if you're not an acceptor of the truth, (laughs) you know, if you're open to constructive criticism and, um, you know, the people have to tell you the truth and you're in the world of politics, and you understand how CMR and the cold hard truth works, you get the truth unfiltered. Boom. It is what it is. Now, not everybody likes it, and not everybody can handle it, and not everybody has the thick skin that really, in the world of politics, you should have. In fact, I know even right now, that sometimes we say certain things and we do certain things, and that causes some politicians of the PAC government to get a little bit in their feelings. I see it because I know how they react. And then I say, You know what I say to them? Mm, I got a five year old child. I know what happens when you get in your feelings. I do. And we've all been there, you know. Sometimes you don't like what somebody says about you and you give them a little side eye. You'd be like, "Mm, I don't like you right now. That's okay, honey child, we'll be okay. We can hug it out later on. And so I have learned in very short order that I don't pay the emotional roller coasters any mind up and down all over into their feelings. I'm just like, you take a minute, go in the corner for five minutes or 10 minutes or a couple days you'll be all right. It ain't going to hurt my feelings that you're in your feelings and you want to feel a way about me. We'll come full circle. We'll hug it out later on. And so I think the thing to understand is don't take it personal. I'm just here to do my job, y'all. And the job isn't glamorous. You don't have to like it. And quite honestly, sometimes my job requires me to come in hard. This show is called the Cold Hard Truth, after all, right? So you know it is what it is. Um, do I hate John? John, listen, there is not a single member of our Legislative Assembly that I would say that I hate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull Aunt Lottie on you all, right? She says the Good Lord doesn't hate you. He doesn't hate the sinner, honey, child. He hates the sin. And you've got to be able to separate the two, the sin from the sinner. Okay. So you guys know I go hard on Alden all the time. Do I hate Alden? Absolutely not. I know Alden can be charming. This is a man that I've spent some time with. I've seen him at the Domino's table. I've seen him eating his turtle stew that the good man, what his name that Kirk Tibbetts made for him. Alden has some redeeming qualities in his personality. Yes, he does. (laughs) And it's not about that. It's about when you represent the people, we do have a certain expectation of the type of behavior that you're going to bring to the fold. A little bit of professionalism would be nice. And so I really hope that when I read Kyle's um, comment about bashing him, I said, is that what y'all think I do? That's not what I do, Kyle. We tell the cold hard truth. And let's be honest here, in terms of behavior, nobody can deny, and I'm not going to sit here today and deny anything either, that John John needs to clean up a few things. Even now, I hope that he's on his way to cleaning up these things if they remain outstanding, which at this moment in time, I really hope that they don't. But if they do... You can sort it out, John-John, it ain't really that hard. So, you know, what are some of the things, the actual um, behaviors that we have talked about when it comes to John-John, the whole pension story? Yes, we have talked about the pension story, y'all. Good morning, Maxine, thank you for joining in. So, you know, listen, right is right and wrong is wrong, and the two shall not meet, okay? If you're wrong, you're wrong, and if you're right, you're right. Now hear ya. Yeah. If you owe people pension money, you must pay your pension money. That's simple. I'm not bashing nobody. Just pay the pension money. Mr. Donovan is in New York. Poor thing. He's been waiting on his pension money for donkey years. So we've talked about that. Was that bashing the man? No, that's just telling the truth. All right. What else have we talked about with John John? Um, His company. We, we you know, talked about his company, uh, which To be fair to John John, he's not in the company running the company day to day. He's hired people to do that. But you know, whether you're in a company running it day to day or not, if it's your company, it's going to reflect poorly on you when certain things are happening as it relates to the company. And that's what was happening with John John. Uh, Does that mean that he needs to fire the sister, fire this one, fire that one, the company? I don't know. Those are management decisions for him to take on, right? We're here to report the news and the facts. Oh, yes, and there was another situation. By the way, I think John John had served some kind of papers on us. That never went anywhere. Thank you, John John. Thank you, my darling, for saying that that was frivolous. Um, that never went anywhere, but we're not holding no malice. You know what I'm saying? We just keep it moving. We just move on. Fix, fix the little issues that are going on and we move on. All right. What else have we not appreciated about John John over the years? Well, you guys will know that I've never appreciated his position on um, our gay, homosexual, bisexual, whatever community. Um, <clears throat> I felt like he was, um, you know, the vitriol was full of hate. And I really don't, I, I don't like that. And you guys know this. You guys know first of all, that I have a lot of love for um, Anthony Eden. I mean, a lot of love. We go way back in the world of politics. My feet been dabbling dabbling in politics from almost the minute I came back to Cayman in the late 1990s. And one of the first people, even before PPM existed, that I was, you know, he took me in and I was helping him with, you know, introducing him at rallies and all this kind of stuff, was Anthony Eden and Heather Rodden. And so, Mr. Anthony and I, you know, he's a a good person, but I just think that in terms of that particular topic, he's a little bit misguided, right? So, um, you know, again, with all the respect in the world, I can say that I don't agree with him on that, and I think that that level of discourse was not necessary, especially in the Legislative Assembly. So, again, we don't always have to agree on every single thing, and I think that on the topic of that Aspect of our community, I really hope that um, Dwayne Seymour and others have learned to um, live and let live. You know, I'm not saying you need to go and jump in the next gay parade, but I'm saying just live and let live because the good Lord made us all how we are. Um, What other topics have we discussed with John? John? Oh, yes. I mean, listen, when he was part of the last administration, which, by the way, he made a lot of comments, um, you know about his um, former colleagues and the progressive, and he seems to still have a lot of love for them. That's nice. Really nice. He has a lot of love for them, and he called them all on the phone and said, okay, I'm going to be making the move, and yadda, yadda, yadda. We're waiting to hear from the opposition leader on this. Uh, We did reach out to him. It was quite late last night, so I wouldn't have expected to hear from him right away, but we are waiting to see if he has anything to say. Um, So when he was the health minister, I never, ever, 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 ever felt that the health ministry was a good fit for John John. Like I never quite understood how he even ended up with that ministry. Like, I think you should try to put people together, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but, you know, with certain skills. So when they were looking at ministerial positions, Chris Saunders with his finance background, he's a friggin', you know, CPA. And all that, you know, for HSBC and Digital and this company. Finance is a logical choice, right? <clears throat> so I think you need to look at the experience and skill set that someone already has when you're trying to decide where in the world of politics to put them. I never understood why the progressives put him in, in health. It was kind of like, in my opinion, they devied up all of the other uh, ministries and they just didn't know what to give John Johnson. Like, oh, take health. And health is a big responsibility, right? Um, So what is gonna happen now is apparently he's gonna be coming in, it looks like at the parliamentary secretary level, because guess what? There's no ministerial positions left, honey child. You missed that vote. So he's gonna come in and um, you know he will help with, it appears, multiple ministries. Now, I always thought that early on, remember when they were still trying to form the government, there'd been rumors that John John was gonna move over even before juliana made the decision and if my like i said at the time if i was a betting woman and you know i don't really bet but if i was a betting woman the two for sure that i said would have moved would have been john john and um miss julie and look john john was a little bit late but now he's moving right over so i'm not entirely surprised by that either so you know during the pandemic john john's behavior was less than desirable at times Um, you know, he was calling out poor Wendy Ledger. Big shout out to Wendy, by the way. Um, And a few other things. I said, no, 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 John, John. We're not feeling none of that. But listen, I'm also a very forgiving person. Y'all will know this about me. Those of you who really know me know that I have a big heart. I really, really do. And I might love hard, but I also have the capacity to move on and to really embrace people if they prove themselves. I believe in second chances because who in life has not needed a second chance? We all have done stupid stuff. Raise your hand. I'm right here with you, honey Joe. We've all had epic failures. We've done stuff. Um, Normally what happens with most of us is it's not always in the limelight, unlike some of our politicians, right? They do stuff and I'm all over it. I'm like, oh, let me report on this and let me capture this. And everybody is watching their every move. And that's why I say to politicians, if they ever ask me for my honest opinion, I'm like, just behave yourself. Like, I don't know how hard it could be um, if you got a wife, you know, be in a relationship with just your wife. How difficult can that be? Um, You know, don't go out there playing the field. Don't, you know, don't get messy. Don't go out drinking too much, um, don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to end up in the court or you're going to be videotaped for bad behavior. I mean, I think it's relatively easy, but then sometimes my life is a little bit of a snooze fest, I must admit. These politicians, they be living their best lives, Joe. And I'm like, tone it down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to be with your wife, then you leave the woman. Let the whole world know, hey, I'm leaving this woman. She's no longer my wife. My, my, you might have to wait till the divorce is over, but I'm, we're separating. We're going to go ahead and legally separate. Now, when y'all see me out there dating and playing the field and got all my little Spanish girls in my arms saying, hello, papi chulo, you know, I, I left the wife. So y'all don't be getting it all confused and mixed up. It's when they're pretending to be, oh, you know, I'm such a good husband. I'm such a good father. I want to go to church every week. And then they're doing this stuff. That's what I don't like. I don't like the duplicity of people's behavior. If you want to be the biggest sin in the world, I'm right there like, mm, you go on, honeycha. you have to answer to that. Not me. You know, enjoy your life. Do what you got to do. But the duplicity of it, of trying to call it other people about their behavior and their sins. When you yourself might be the world's biggest sinner. That's where I'm like, mm, I don't really feel that kind of. I don't can't feel that mojo. Right. But, you know. I move on. I move, listen, I epically move on. Y'all know after the campaign, I rode hard for those people who were trying to flip-flop all over the place. And I was like, erks, y'all ain't got no damn sense. And we gonna set the record straight. What are y'all doing? So yes, I might take out the little whip at times and be like, pew, pew. And you're like, what the hell going on with Sandy? Sandy, you got them it. Yes. And the next day, I'm cool as a cucumber. And I could see those exact same persons, give them a hug it out. We're all Caymanians. Give them a little handshake, a little pat on the back. Once they come back to their senses, no hard feelings. Like you can't hold on to that bad energy. And in the world of politics, people flipping and flopping all the time. Who not flipping and flopping? Come on now. The same progressives who are all like, we're not gonna work with Mr. McHugh bush you uh, All right, y'all are the ones who took him in in the first place so you could form your government. He's the grandfather of the house. Y'all know the power that Mr. Bush still carries? You know? So they're the ones who always want to pretend that it's A when it really all the way down to probably not quite Z, maybe M on the alphabet. There's, there's a certain degree of like just owning it. Everybody's human. People make poor choices. They make mistakes in the world of business and the world of politics. And it just happens. So John, John moving over good for him. What does he bring to the table? Well, I, for one, I'm willing to wait and see. We know he's not going to be in hell, right? He's going to be helping out, um, Kenneth said, with transport, because he's got some big transportation project that's coming on board. And he is also going to be helping out um, Mr. Minister J.E. Banks with some of his projects and stuff as well. I think those are better fits for him, for sure. And what will be the end result? We will all wait and see. Now, listen, one of the real reasons, good morning to Joy Sands says we all fall short. Yeah, and you got to get up and dust yourself back off again. Uh, Marshall says, we all know that Julie be jumping ship in any direction. The wind blows. Listen, one thing about Julie, she looking out for herself and her Cayman Brackers. So she, she, listen, there's a reason why she has been a minister, um, for the amount of time that she's been a minister. Cause she not, she not really. And maybe there's something to be said for this. Maybe what you what the way to think of it is you are loyal to not a party or a group of people, but you should be loyal to the people of the Cayman Islands first and foremost, regardless of party politics, regardless of who your friends are. And listen, let me be quite frank that in the world of politics, you don't have no friends when you're a politician up in that legislative assembly. If you think those people are your friends, Mm, you need to get new friends. It's akin to a business transaction, right? You're in it at the moment to conduct the business of the people. The next election, things get all reshuffled. People will run against each other. Some of the same people who are up in there working with each other, all of a sudden, new alliances will be formed and they're going to do different things. Don't take it personal. That's politics for you. And I must say, not everybody cut out for politics, you know. Not everybody wants a headache. Not everybody's cut out for it. And so those that are, we will sit back and be in a position where we're going to be like, mm-hmm. we'll be watching the situation. And um, it is what it is. So, you know, I think that this PAC government is, is getting it together. Now, listen, the reality of the situation is this, folks. Let me be... Very, very clear. Do they need John John? Obviously, they've been conducting business without him. However, the progressive government has maintained their position that they will do anything and say anything to pull this government apart. And that hasn't changed. Before. One thing about Damien, they're like that little thick, um, no, 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 not thick. What do you call it? A tick. That's like. Have you ever had a tick on you? Have I ever had a tick on me? No. But, you know, I've had a tick on a dog. And you know how hard they are to get off? When a tick gets on something, and you got to be careful how you pull them out because you're trying to pull them out with their little, what do you call it? The little things that they, like, dig you with, right? Right. You got to get the tweezers just right and try to extract them. They're the hardest things to extract. And I feel sometimes that that's the progressive government for you. They're taking our backside. You got to take your time and, you know, they don't want to go away so easily. So they have been drumming up the rumor mill for months. From the second this government got in, oh, they're not going to stay together. Give us six months. Well, the six month mark came and went. Now they're telling their supporters, give us a year. We're still going to pull them apart. Because they are so desperate. Instead of just admitting, all right, we lost. You know, obviously we lost because the people didn't want us. And we need to uh, regroup and whatever for the next election. No, they're not thinking about that. They want to regroup right now and see who they can pull apart. And they're always on the prowl, you know, always trying to get in there and get-at people in the ears of ministers and trying to undermine the PAC government. I feel sorry, I must tell you, for poor Wien. I mean, I really, really do. Knowing what he has, the forces working against him on the outside, trying to get in the heads and minds of the people in his party. And you know, the truth of the matter is um, some of the people who are in the PAC government are newly elected and they're green. So they don't always get it. That's why they were already signing two documents in the beginning about to jump in bed with the progressives. You know, and um, when you're green, people can fool you with all kinds of things. So without a doubt, this will be a challenge administration. Uh, They're getting it together. You know, we give them an opportunity, folks, we're going to give them a fair shake to see what they're able to do. They have a lot of stuff in that budget. Now, I don't know if y'all have seen this budget, shall but let me tell you something. I was actually having a look at um, the email that they sent out for the budget. And one document alone that Miss Suzette sent was must be 500 and something paid. No, Malay. Lie, Malay. Lie. This one, 2022 to 2023, ownership agreement. Let me show y'all just for a second, because I don't think y'all are even going to believe me when I tell you. I'm going to show you my email thing here. I have this in a folder so you can see. This is my little CMR email folder here now. Can y'all see this? 966 pages. This one document. 966 pages. Ay, ay yay. It's all... I mean, there's a lot. And this is just one document. So this is between the Cayman Islands government and the auditor's oversight authority. Financial year ending December 31st, 2022, 2023. This is their two-year budget. This is what they've been talking about in the legislative assembly. And this is a lot of information. Not even to me, I read all thousand pages of this, y'all. Everything, cash flow, net worth, operating surplus deficit, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot, and trust me, poor Suzette, she was sending all kind of stuff. Child, here's another one. This one is 985 pages. Mm. Here's another one. This is the plan and estimate. Uh, 434 pages. You know, the point is they have a lot of work to do, and more hands on board and more hands on deck will certainly make the the job lighter in some respects. So I think that that's good. You know what I'm saying? Um, John John understands the score. You know, the people have expectations. Not everybody is happy about this. I saw some of your comments last night. Some of you are like, well, what's he bringing to the table? We don't need him. Well, if you understand what the progressives are doing, having one more man over on the government side isn't a bad position to be in. Believe me you. remember now, the government was formed with some bare minimum numbers. So this gives them a little bit more comfort. Also, the people of Bodentown, I think, feel really good about the decision from speaking to some of them off record last night. They were in support of this decision saying, you know, they, they want some form of um, representation at the table because they feel like they can get more done within their constituency as well. Now, y'all know where I stand in this. You don't even have to be an elected official to get things done. Does it make it easier? I guess. I mean, I don't know. For me, when I look on the outside, because I've never been on the inside, so of course this is a qualified statement, I look from the outside and I think sometimes it's easier to get stuff done from the outside. But I can see, whereas government ministers, permanent secretaries and so forth, maybe they just pick up a phone call and get stuff done. I don't know. Big shout out to Duran. Um, he said to me last night, honey child, the only way I get anything done is when I mention CMR. Because all of a sudden they'd be like, oh, they'd be watching those CMR comments hot and heavy. And when government seat. they're like, um, oh, yes, sir, we're going to get this resolved for you. Whatever. Hey, whatever it takes. I'm like, whatever it takes, really. Good morning. And uh, she says her awesome premiere. Now, let me tell you all something. Sometimes I know certain things I don't always share it on this show and I don't always share it on this program. Um, but you guys would be surprised the sacrifices that the premier makes on a daily and how hard and long the man actually works. I don't think anyone can take from him that he's a really hard worker and he is committed to this country and he really seems to be about um, the people's business. Okay, you know that all MPs get a salary, right? And obviously the premier, his salary scale, he's at the top of the salary scale, right? Um, Making, well, he's making a little smidgen more than the president of UCCI. But do you all know that he does not even take his salary in the traditional way? So he doesn't take it and use it to pay his bills or to do what most of us would do with a salary, shop and go on vacation, whatever. He takes the money that he's making and puts it back into the community. And his staff at his political office in Newlands are not on the government payroll like all of the other MPs and ministers. Now, I appreciate that most people wouldn't be in a position to pay staff out of their own pocket. But remember, he's been maintaining that office for over four years on his own. And basically, he's continuing to do so. And he hasn't taken the money from government and he hasn't put his employees on a government contract that's saving the people money now I don't think he should be doing it this way to be honest I think that he should allow government to pay for it because then that makes everybody on equal footing everybody's in a contract everybody you know because now it's all done through parliament and they have a budget and whatever and I don't know what they do with the funds Um, if it if it isn't being used because obviously it's there. How do they reallocate it, or does it just sit there? Because you know, in the world of budgets and government, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I don't really know how that works. But he's not the type of person who's going to be like, "Oh yeah, make make the people that came around fix up my yard for me, and fix up my 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 fence because now it's the I'm the premier of the country." Now I've got people who are professionals who say, "But Sandy, he should do it that way because." You know, we are transitioning into a mature political landscape. And when you're president of the United States, you don't go in there and say, well, I don't want to take a salary or <clears throat> I don't want your official chef. I'm still going to have my person cook for me. Or, You know, there are certain um, certain what's the word I'm looking for um, benefits that come with the position and the benefits that come with the position should be accepted um, as such. And so I kind of see that side of the argument as well, but most people don't even know this about him, that he's not taking any money, you know, from the King Mountains government and the salary that he does get paid, because I don't think he can refuse that, He's actually putting it back into community projects and, you know, different things that's going to benefit the people of the Cayman Islands. So Jess says, I need to check my dictionary for the meaning of bashing. Well, Chan, check it out and see what it says. And the Caymanian public that come on your page and bad talk from the premiere down. Um, Yes, I mean, you know, y'all not easy. And you can never please everybody. You know, if you want a fan club, politics not a game for you, Tony Joe, because people will criticize you no matter what you do. And the truth of the matter is, when you put yourself out in the public domain, Magdalene, um, you open yourself up for that even more. You know, and so. Uh, <clears throat> it is what it is. And we are here. um To um, assist, so someone said, Is there a place that I can find the budget? I've been trying to find it. Well, I can email it to you, child. If you got time to read thousands of pages, I will certainly email it to you. Um, So, uh, yes. hmm Okay. Um sounds like you're grooming Alden to join the PAC government, says somebody. Oh no. No.
6: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh
2: mm, poor damn So um is the current um administration going to um stop um you know hearing these stories about um mm, um hmm. is the current administration going to stop hearing these stories about, you know, the patent government trying to, uh, the progressive government, sorry, trying to rip them apart and whatever. These stories are not going to stop people. That's, that's what they do, right? They're planting these seeds of doubt. Oh, you can't trust this one. You can't trust this. Well, you know, every single morning we wake up in life, um, folks, we make a collective decision about who to trust. And um, obviously a lot of times we choose to trust the wrong people. That's, life for you. And when we choose to trust the wrong people, sometimes there are consequences for that. And um, sometimes you also have to go through the experience. You know, there'll be people who will tell you, oh, you can't trust this person. You know, they did this to me and they did that to me. I have always said to people, yes, I believe that a person's history speaks and says a lot about what they will do in the future. But I also believe in giving people as Aunt Lottie says, give them enough rope to hang themselves if that's what they're going to do. But you give them enough rope, you give them the opportunity, and there will be people who will at times surprise you. Right? So was there ever a government that was like a perfect government that we looked at and we thought, oh, yeah, they're doing great. They're not going anywhere. Um, they're going to be fat. No. Even even the past unity government. How many of y'all actually thought that they were going to last the full four years? Honestly, I didn't. I was like, ooh, there's too many personalities in this group. You got McKeever Bush, you got Alden McLaughlin, you have even the power struggles. And this is the thing that is so incredibly amazing, right? If you knew the power struggles within that um, particular grouping, they didn't even know up until the very last minute who was gonna be the next designated person to lead the party. They were telling, um, what is his name Austin, you better join us. Austin said, no, I don't wanna join the no party. Yeah, you better join us or you're not gonna get that ministry that we were talking about giving you. They're making demands left, right, and center. They were like, Tara, I think Tara, did Tara eventually join the progressives, I think? Was she a card member? No, she remained independent, but supportive of them, right? And then um, she ended up um, deciding not to run. But up until that point, she wanted leadership of the progressive. She's like, yeah, I'll join y'all, but y'all need to give me that premiership position. People are like, oh, wow, she's ambitious. You go there, Tara. Um, Other people, you know, Joey wanted it. Um, Mr. McTaggart. So basically you had like three people vying for the leadership position. These sort of things happen a lot. What you find now is the progressives has a lot of time on their hands, so they're hyper-focused on every little thing that happens within uh, the PAC administration. So they have a disagreement, and they're human beings. They're going to have disagreements. In fact, um, acknowledgement to Mr. Saunders, he actually said it in his speech. He's like, listen, uh, speaking um, to the... um, the leader of the, the, what's his name? Mr. Bush speaking to, um, what's his position again? <sighs> Y'all know the official position. Speaker of the House, sorry. Just had a brain fart. Um, He said, you know, many times you were calling me saying, come and get me from this meeting. I'm sick of these people. And this is when he was probably in the UDP. You know, this is the life of politicians. Like I said, it's not a friendship circle. <laughs> And they will have their disagreements. So even Mr. Saunders said, quite interestingly enough, how, um, you know, they had their moments. And he's like, listen, there were times when you were calling me, saying I'm sick and tired of these people, come and get them. And am I going to tell you that we all agree and we're all one big happy family? No. No such thing. We have our disagreements and this and that. But at the end of the day, we walk away um, coming to hopefully a consensus that is in the be- be- better interest or in the best interest of the people of the Cayman Islands. And there is something to be said for that. People have massive egos, huh? Listen, where's my, I need my headache tablet here. This headache, I'm really going to go anyway. You do not get involved in politics, folks, um, unless you have a little bit of an ego, let's be honest. And if you come in as the most humble of persons, by the time it's all said and done, oh, look at my little one. Good morning, Gigi. Hi. How are you, Mama? Oh, she's so sweet. If you come in even with um, the smallest of ego, probably by the time you've served a term or two, your ego has grown, right? And um, it happens. Believe me, you, it happens. You okay? Would you like something to eat? All right, so listen, I'm going to take a little commercial break. Mommy duties come first. I'm going to play um, a snippet for you guys here so I can get Miss Gianna sorted out with some food in her belly, and uh, then we'll be back to talking about politics, because as I always say, you can try and save the world and talk about politics all you want, but if you're not a good parent and you're not doing your job in your families, does it all really matter? start within your families let's have a look at what chris saunders had to say on monday the twenty. 20- no this was um when was the 26th uh was that monday or friday no, that was friday the 26th in the legislative assembly i just i, I need Thank to you. find the spot for
7: <clears throat> so well, of this finance stuff and it's required for the minister of finance and okay, hold on. then against a lot of the political stuff but i still have to go through all right yeah um the numbers <laughs> Mr. Speaker, in order to assist with the payment of their ongoing operations under the tourism sector rebounds, Core Government will be loaning, will also be lending money to Cayman Turtle Conservation and Education Centre and the Cayman Islands Airport Authority a total of 39.1 million over the budget period, which is $26.9 million in 2022 and $12.2 million in 2023. The loan to both public entities are interest-free. In 2022 and 2023. Effective 1st of January 2024, the loan's commence repayment at an interest rate to be negotiated between the government and the public entities. The loan to the airport's authority is to be repaid over 15 years while the loan to the Cayman Turtle Center is to be repaid over five years. With respect to compliance with the principles of responsible financial management set out in the Public Management and Finance Act, The Framework for Fiscal Responsibility, Mr. Speaker, I am pleased to say the 2022 and the 2023 budget forecasts achieve all of these principles. Again, I am very happy and I'm very proud of the government of this side of making the hard but necessary decisions to ensure that we are in full compliance. And I want to just for the public purposes, Mr. Speaker, walk the members through those five principles so they can understand what it is that we have worked very hard to achieve. One of the principles, Mr. Speaker, is net operating results. That says that government should have a surplus. In other words, government should not have a deficit. I am pleased to say that core government revenues, in essence core government revenues, should be greater than its expenses. For 2022 and 2023, compliance is achieved as our revenues exceed our expenses in both years. It also says, Mr. Speaker, that our network should be positive, which is our assets minus our liabilities should be positive. I'm pleased to say that our government network is forecast to be $1.3 billion at the end of 2022, and $1.4 billion at the end of 2023. The principle, Mr. Speaker, also requires us to have a debt service ratio Debt servicing—that that is, the annual payments of interest and principles related to all public sector borrowing commitments should not be more than 10% of core government's revenue. I am pleased to say, Mr. Speaker, again, from the commitment, dedication, and hard work of this team on this side, the core government is forecast of a debt service ratio of 7.4% in 2022 and 8.3% in 2023. I wanna pause a bit there, Mr. Speaker, to explain to the public is that what the principle basically requires? Is that they are saying that the government's debt service ratio, so only the government, the central government, core government ratio, is being factored in to be used. We can't take any other revenues from the government and its our statutory authorities, but we have to factor in all their debt. And the argument behind that is, if something was to go wrong with them, they'll have to turn to the government. So, basically, it is core government that has this responsibility, and that's why it is really in the best interest of core government to sometimes lend to the entities, so at least it remains, it may help a little Point one, point two difference, because we do have other capital projects, and we have set an internal project, or sorry, internal target, where we want to get this number, or keep this number below 8%, and it's important that if there's an emergency or something pops up, we have some flexibility to basically do more. What we don't want to do, Mr. Speaker, is to carry it to the maximum and then we find ourselves in a situation. If an emergency pops up, we're not able to sit down and help ourselves and then we have to turn to the UK for permission. So it is really a wise and prudent thing to do. And again, I want to thank the Honourable Premier for also pushing that kind of point through to make sure that we have a lot of flexibility and we keep ourselves at least to some level of independence. Thus, the reason we're to scale back a lot of things that we wanted to do to reduce our boring. in the event of an emergency or something come up we have to be mindful mr speaker that we still live in a hurricane belt and experts would tell you that every year we're always one away from some big storm that is coming so we need to make sure at a minimum we we'll leave ourselves some flexibility to prepare for any emergencies like the likes of ivan or so forth if those things were to occur so that's one of the reasons why we're trying our best to make sure that number stay at least internally, we we'll set a target of 8% that we want to achieve, even though it's coming at 8.3%. But we'll see the best that we can do. One of the other things, Mr. Speaker, um, that is included is net debt, which is the total debt of core government, plus the weighted average debt balance of public entities, less core government liquid assets, should be no more than 80% of core government revenue for the fiscal year. So 80% is a target, Mr. Speaker. What I can say is our net debt ratio is forecast to be 18.6% in 2022 and 27.6% in 2023, which is well below the 80% requirement. And I really don't see that um, target being blown any time. And again, I want to thank previous governments, including yourself, Minister Giuliano, uh, Mr. Archer when he was here, and the Honourable Leader of Opposition for maintaining a policy where those numbers that we have a lot of flexibility within those margins. And also, Mr. Speaker, last but not least are cash reserves. The unrestricted cash reserve, which is our operating bank account and general reserves of the core government, measured at the lowest point in the fiscal period, should be sufficient to cover 90 days of core government's estimated operating expenditures. What I can say, Mr. Speaker, is for 2022, the government is forecast of sufficient cash reserves to cover approximately 137.9 days of operating expenditures at the lowest point of the, during the financial year, and in 2023, it is forecasted to be 95.9 days of cash reserve. Again, Mr. Speaker, both years are below, are, sorry, are above the 90-day minimum requirement. A lot of hard work by a lot of, hard, a lot of good people, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, the appropriations outlining the bill before Parliament and the accompanying budget documents set out a clear plan for how the PAC government intends to utilize and prudently manage our financial resources. The 2022 and 2023 budget ensures that the government has the resources to continue to make progress towards achieving all of its broad outcomes, placing particular emphasis on education health care, social welfare, sustainable development, financial services, and tourism. In other words, Mr. Speaker, with this budget, we are reaffirming and carrying through our commitment to investing in well-being, resiliency, and sustainability of the Caymanian people and the Cayman Islands. Okay, folks,
2: um, I'm back so let's take a little commercial break while we're at it and then i want to get to this segment of his speech where he's actually inviting um doing john john seymour to make the move over to the um PAC government so big shout out to all of our corporate sponsors miracle brokers reliable industries and home gas i've all got you covered for the holiday season folks Um, Everything from packing, logistics and shipping, getting your packages here through air posts. Of course, reliable industries can help you spruce up for the Christmas. So don't forget, uh, tis the season to get things sorted out at home. Make sure that your home is beautiful. They're here to assist with that. And of course, home gas has got you covered in terms of all of your propane needs as well.
8: Ang Balikbayan Boxes ay bumalik na sa Miracle Brokers. Ipadala sa iyong mga mahal sa buhay ang special na pakete para sa Pasko o bagong taon na puno ng mga damit, laruan at marami pa. Sa lagang 65 dolyar, ito ay isang deal na hindi mo matatalo. Ito ang huling shipment para sa 2021 at ang deadline ay katapusan ng Disyembre kaya huwag magantala. Makipag-ugnayan sa pamamagitan ng WhatsApp 3459160355 upang bilhin ang iyong kahon at magreserba ng espasyo sa barko. Sa pagdatapos ng 2021, gustong pasalamatan ng Miracle Brokers ang lahat sa Filipino community para sa iyong suporta sa mga nakarang taon. Lubos namin pinapalagahan ang iyong negosyo. Inaasahan namin ang patuloy na paglilingkod sa iyong komunidad sa 2022 at higit pa.
0: We have you covered for 64 years as the islands trusted energy provider for all three islands. Home Gas is your number one supplier of propane and propane products in the Cayman Islands, offering same day delivery on Grand Cayman. Place your order before midday and the Home Gas delivery team will get your tank topped up in any district island wide. Same day delivery. One of the reasons people prefer Home Gas to anyone else. We've got you covered. Call us today on 949 949- 7474.
9: Aeropost makes Christmas easy. In just three steps, you can have all your Christmas shopping done. Step one buy, shop online with a retailer of your choice. Step two pre alert your package and upload your invoice with our state of the art customer portal. Step three. Receive your package at our GT office without the hassle of customs clearance. Christmas has never been easier than this. Contact us today at 321-4490 via WhatsApp 954-260-9620 to register and take advantage
1: of our discounted special. Healthier spaces healthier people.
9: Electrostatic disinfection is a touchless cleaning technology. It provides a charge to a solution that electromagnetically sticks to a surface, providing 360 degree coverage. Rest assured, it is safe for electronics, food, and paper products. Reliable
1: industries, the claim you expect, the service you deserve. all right folks
2: so um it was at this pr- moment in the proceedings that mr saunders got to the point as it relates to duane seymour
7: and i really want to apologize to my friend a Member for barton east they are um, mr duane seymour when four years ago he was basically telling me boy christina you need to be on the government side you know so you can get things done and it is only when you sit in opposition and sit on this side, you appreciate what it means to sit on this side. To be able to say to our parents, you know, we're going to get your free lunches for your kids. We're going to be able to do this. We're going to take duty off. I mean, sitting on that side, Mr. Speaker, you write motions, you ask the government to consider. On this side, you don't have to ask the government to consider. You do. And that is all well, I know you know that. You, you know you do. so. The advice from a member from Bordentown Town is four years ago when he said to me, boy, Chris, you need to come and decide if you want to get anything done. I can say to him, he's right. And Mr. Seymour, I'm saying to you, on behalf of the people of Bordentown, Town, you have one half, I am the other half. There's a lot of work to be done. And if you want to get some stuff done for your people, I can tell you, I welcome you on the side. Because at the end of the day, know your heart is in the right place politics aside i know your heart is in the right place and i know there's a lot of things you want to get do and i'm not going to sit there and tell you to leave here of doing stuff to go over there to ask the government to consider just come over here and we do it together so i want to put that out there for you all right folks so that was a gentle
2: um push publicly for john john to come over now we all know that there would have been things that would have been happening um behind the scenes before that that public plea um in parliament was actually made so we says mr john john you couldn't do a better thing we all need to give the pac government a chance for years we um we're like a merry-go-round time we were like a merry-go-round time for a change so um there you have it folks so it is what it is um john john i guess welcome to the Pac government we will all be um, waiting to see what your contributions are. And um, like I said, you know, we're giving everybody an opportunity to prove themselves. Nona says, that's why we can't really, this, that's why we can't really, can't be so caught up with personal feelings against individual politicians, because while we're mad, most male politicians are friendly with each other behind the scenes and have no hard feelings. They're buddies at the end of the day, and I learned that a long time ago. It's, it's par for the course. And um, yeah, you don't lose friends over politics. <laughs> Let me tell you, if somebody is a real friend, that doesn't make any sense because as Nona points out, when it comes down to it, they will work together. Um, and again, I don't know how many of them really even like each other. I don't even know if it's about that. It's really about knowing that they have a job to do and they have been elected on behalf of the people to simply get about the, get about the people's business and to get the job done. So that's what it is. I'm eating some nice, fresh cherries, by the way. Um, So that's what it is, folks. All right. So that was the big news in the world of politics last night. Again, um, CMR was pleased to be able to bring it to all of you live and direct. So let's talk about what else is happening in the rest of the world. We have some real estate scammers trying to part you with your hard-earned money. Did you guys see this article? Now, this is a very definition of people who naive, you know. I mean, these people naive. So here's how the scam appears to work. Let me break it down for you. So, um, apparently, uh, these scammers, this is what they do. They, um, (sighs) okay, you know how Facebook sometimes you get a message from a Facebook friend, and they're like, oh. Um, I got a message from you, send me an invite, but we're already friends. And then people send out this thing, oh, you know, I've been hacked. It's not that you've been hacked. That quite isn't the correct word. What you've really, what has happened is you've been cloned. So someone will create a fake account based on the details of your account that they can see. So they'll pick off your name, they'll take your profile photo, they'll grab a few of your photos. If they can see your date of birth and other things, they're going to pick that up and they're going to create these fake accounts. It happens all the time. And then they try to um, accumulate the people in your friendship circle for that new account. And of course, the reason why they're doing that, folks, is they're trying to get you to part with your hard earned money. Well, this concept of account cloning has certainly um, not, you know, stopped with Facebook accounts. It has transcended um, even to, if you're selling a real estate property, the scammers are out there copying the profile of your home from the real estate company. And then they're using online, um, like EK, you know, whatever online services they can get their hands on, trying to convince you that the property is theirs for, rental. Now I haven't heard anybody doing it for sale because I think, you know, when a property is for sale, you're definitely not going to be sending somebody a $200,000 check without getting a proper tour of the property with a realtor in most instances or the owner. But these jokers believe that they can get you to part with maybe two, $3,000, which to them, they might think is not a whole lot of money in the Cayman Islands, but they don't know how hard money is to come by And that's exactly what has happened to this one lady. So she saw an ad. Let me bring up the story here for you guys. On um, EK, now to be fair to EK, as soon as they were made aware of the situation, they promptly pulled the advertisement. Because it's really hard folks to um, control these scammers in terms of how they initially set up, right? So this is this is what, what the lady did. She saw this house for, for, it was actually on the Cereba website. And it was also, um, I think on EK as well as a rental. So she took all the photos off of Cereba for the property, created a new ad saying that the house was actually for rent. And the rental price was $3,000. Now the woman thinks she's smart, you know, Because she had one long email to the woman about, oh, you know, this is why I'm trying to rent the house. And she even went as far as saying, because, of course, people are going to question, well, you know, the house is up for sale. She's like, oh, no, you know, my family convinced me not to sell it. So the house is no longer for sale and I just want to um, rent it instead. We're taking it from the realtor. They just haven't had a chance to take down their sign. But I've instructed them next week to make sure that the sign is down. All these things as an excuse to, to uh, um, you know alleviate your concerns that you may have. Yes, ma'am to alleviate any concerns that you may have when you're looking at this going, hmm, if you're renting your property, why does it say it's for sale? So this is what, this is part of the email. She says, I truly appreciate your effort in taking the time to reply to my ad posted for rent. I'm the owner of the house. And I desire to let you know a little about myself and my family. I thought it might give you another look into my character and the type of person I am. Uh-huh. Why, which I know is very important to you. Not really. I'm a pastor, married for 16 years with two children. I'm passionate about God's work. We decided to rent the house because we relocated to the United States to preach the gospel. And then she goes on and on and on about missionary work and how important, you know, her religion is to her and God. And, you know, they know that they can fool a lot of people once they start using the word God. mm So, mm -hmm. I mean, I found even this email peculiar because I'm like, I don't care if I'm buying something from you, whether you're a missionary or whether you believe in God or not. I'm coming to rent a place. This is a business transaction. I don't need to see a picture of you and your family and your husband and your kids. Like the whole thing to me was a bit of an oversell. Um, again, to really try to fool people. So what they do is they invite you to go by. They'll give you the address of the property. And this was, by the way, a very nice home in Grand Harbor. Um, and the rent was low for the area and for the home. Four bedroom, three and a half bath, I think. Yeah. Off Bimini Drive. You know, you know that's a gated community. And so to get um, a four bedroom, two and a half bath for $3,000, that would be a really good deal. And they they price it so that it is a good deal. So people jump on it quickly and be like, no, 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 I need to secure this before somebody else does. So anyway, um, she goes on then to provide these pictures. She provides allegedly pictures of her and her husband, um, of her and of her two children. on and on about how, you know, um, she's undertaken this, this work, but of course, you know, we've dropped the, now here's the logic, why it's so cheap. We've dropped the, um, the price on the house because when we were dealing with the realtor, they wanted too much money. They wanted too much commission money, she says, um, whoever the scammer is. So, um, (laughs) You know, it's a reduction, the three thousand dollars is a reduction so that she can quickly get the house rented and invite invited the potential renter to drive by the house today and get back to me after reviewing the location and surroundings.
6: Mm
2: -mm -mm -mm. Says ignore the realtor sign. (laughs) Wow. Then they sent an application form, you can imagine scammers wanting you to tell stuff about yourself, um, to determine if you're going to be the right tenant to live in my house. I will call you as soon as I receive the questionnaire and we can discuss how you get the keys and move in. I've attached pictures of myself and my family. So of course, in the advert, which has been, like I said, removed, there were photos of like the internal bits and pieces of the house. It was just a realtor's photos, basically. So they took the realtor's photos and, um, you know, set up this clone claiming that this was um, for rent. Now, here's what happened. When the potential renter went by the residence, I guess the fool, fool scammers didn't know this, but the homeowners have um, a helper who was there. So the helper came out and said, "Um, I see you walking around her yard. May I help you? And she's like yes um i know i'm here to look at this rental it's like okay the um owner of the property actually was able to hear on the security cameras the conversation and so the owner called and spoke to the potential renter and said oh no our house is not for rent it's actually for sale um so they became aware of the placement of the um fake and fraudulent ad And they were able to then reach out to have the advertisement removed. What a scammer. Not necessarily a very sophisticated one, but I suspect that this has probably worked on a few people before. And so, folks, you want to be very mindful and careful of uh, these people who are looking to separate you from your hard-earned money. So we did reach out to the owner of the property, and they said, yeah, you know, this is what had happened. They were a bit surprised. And I got to tell you as well, the questions that the scammer was asking was a bit much. Let me see if I can find the questionnaire again. Because, child, they had all sorts of, um, you know, um, they need references. They need that. So this this is some of the questions. Um, your name, middle name, first name, date of birth, cell phone number, home number, work number, marital status, occupation your monthly income, your present address. So here, how much scammers want from you. Um, how long you've lived there. Your current rent that you're paying. When your lease expires. Your landlord's name. Your landlord's email address. Why are you moving? Desired length of occupancy. Desired date of occupancy. Any pets. Uh, when are you paying the deposit? Mm-hmm. One copy Oh, copy a picture, one copy pictures of you and your family. Why? Why on earth would anybody who's renting to you need a photo of you and your family? Um, how many cars do you have? Reference, name, and email. And I suspected, to be quite frank and honest, that the photos are not, I don't think this is a photo of these people at all. They've probably taken other people that have fallen for their scam. And they're now using their photo to pass along saying, oh, this is us claiming that they're a missionary. I have given myself, the email says, to be obedient to God as I chose to work for God as a pastor, changing people's lives for good. Mm -hmm. Um, I was dealing with a realtor and getting a good tenant, but the real estate agent wants me to rent the house very expensive because of their commission fees. It's against my doctrine here, you know, to make people's life difficult for them. Oh, yeah, but it's not against your doctrine to scam people out of hard-earned money. Uh, I dislike seeing tenants struggling to pay their monthly house rent. For what profits a man, so I think I quote the Bible, child. For what profits a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? Previously, I was renting at a higher price. So that kind of contradicts what you're now saying, but anyway. And it takes time to get someone who will rent at that price. So I changed my mind about working with the agent. I have reduced the rent price to an affordable price, and I'll be in the United States for three years or more. And I would like you to treat my house as your house uh, when you go by as I'm no longer dealing... Wait, as your own, sorry. Please drive by the house today and get back to me after viewing the location and surroundings. Please ignore the realtor's signposts in front of the house when you go by as I'm no longer dealing with them. I have informed the real estate agent to remove the signpost next week. Um, I'm ease renting this home cheaper rather than dealing with the realtor and renting expensive because of their contract fee. I have an impressive dedication to helping others and I'll forward you the questionnaire form and details on how to get the house key to enable you to view the inside of my house. This means a lot to me and I'm forever grateful. Imagine. So the idea here, folks, is that these people, what they actually expect you to do is they expect you to send them money and then, oh, like you send the money and then I'll arrange for you to get the key. Of course, you never get a key because they don't have a key to these people's homes. Isn't that incredible? All right. How do you know that this is a scam? Well, There's a couple things um, that you can certainly have a look at here, um, folks. And one of the things that you definitely need to be having a look at is, um, first of all, the over-reliance on God this and God that, and they just go on and on and on and on and on. Um, That alone should let you know that uh, this is a scam. No one has to get involved in a God religion um, if you're just renting from them. Not that, none of that is necessary. So the email address that they're using, and it doesn't matter because they'll change that by tomorrow, is Outstanding Home. And apparently they contacted the woman again yesterday saying, sorry, says, say, here's the above number to make the deposit and pick up the keys. So we have a cell phone number that says, you can call me now. So what do you guys say if we call them? Let's give them a call. Let me let me first turn off my, my caller ID child because I don't want them be harassing me. So what do you say if we give them a call? Where's the um, where's the option to turn off caller ID on these iPhones again? Oh, God, I'm trying to remember. Um, there is an area we can turn off. Ugh, where is it? Where is it? Where you can um, hide your phone number. Let me see. Um, Is it under phone? Call forwarding. Oh, show my caller ID. Yes, it's under phone. And then we're going to turn off show my caller ID. Okay. So now it should be an anonymous call. Let me just double check it to make sure it's on. So I'm going to call my other number. I think I have this one handy. Is that the? Uh, I don't even know where that phone is. But all right, let me. Um, I think I'm pretty sure that that should do it. Do the trick. All right. So now let us call this number. So it's four six three. So it's one four six three. What area code is four six three? By the way, let me see. Where is that? Four six three. Um, four six three area code. Of course, I get these, these burner numbers. So that's Indianapolis, it says. Um, all right. 463-200-0674. The other thing that alerted me to the fact that this is probably um, a complete fake situation is that um, <laughs> answers are watching CMR and already have you blocked. The other thing that alerted me is the, the language that's used, um, It doesn't appear that this person has a, like, English isn't their first language. It's almost like they're either using a language translator or something, because there's certain words that they say, like signpost. No Americans use the word signpost. That's like a European or an English term. Americans will just say the realtor sign, you know? So there's certain things that don't make any sense in terms of the dialect and how they're saying certain things in the written form, right?
6: So that's Colin.
0: text now subscriber you are trying to reach is not available. Please leave X-NAL your message subscriber. after the tone.
2: Okay, so they're not answering a blocked number. Indianapolis. Hmm. What if we turn it on? All right, let's turn it on because then we can block them. Because maybe they're thinking, ooh, we can't answer an unknown number because we don't know. But once they see the Cayman Islands air code, I bet you they can answer. Let's try it again. Mm-hmm. Joy Sands says maybe they watch Samar. This morning, maybe they're still sleeping after scamming people out of their money. Um, Let's text them. So, I'm gonna say I'm calling about the rental, I want to pay my deposit today. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, of course, they might be alerted because the ad is actually down that their scam has been discovered. So, folks, you got to be careful um, in terms of, you know, just do things with a discerning spirit because there's always somebody out there trying to trying to separate you from your hard earned money. So, Marshall says this actually happened to me in IG. The person asked me to give them my cash app link and they would send me $500. Later, the person hit me up. On Facebook and I asked him about the situation and he said that his account was hacked they have to come good to get me so you didn't send the money I take it Um, yeah they do it all the time so um, Indianapolis is on central time so it might be early okay Mm -hmm. Uh, Blair says would love if you did a call scammer segment call them all um, from EK Yes, that would be really funny actually. I was gonna do that with this person. I was gonna be like, why are you scamming people I'm like seriously, what's wrong with you We'll try him again in another 15 minutes and see. um yes child it's I, I doubt scammers have time to watch this show, but who knows um they don't want your keyman dollars says Anne ooh, I'm sure if they thought I was stupid enough they would take it. What a mess.
6: Mm, mm, mm,
2: mm. You know, it's bad enough that you get like, oh, I mean, the scammers just never stop. The emails, the, it's just ridiculous. Um, they're always up to some shenanigans, my dear Joe. Always up to something. Um, so yes, if you, if you see this type of scam going on folks, it doesn't even make any sense to report it to the authorities. Cause what are the authorities going to do? Like I said, it's probably a burner cell phone number. They'll discard it by tomorrow. Once they find out that people are onto them, they'll get another one and they'll try their luck with somebody else. Um, that's just unfortunately how they operate. And so you have got to be smart as the consumer to ensure that you don't fall prey to these types of situations. So just be careful is all I can tell you. And you know what? Ultimately, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. $3,000 for a a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bathroom house um, off of Bimini Drive in Grand Harbor would be an excellent deal. Um... Yes, it really would be. So if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. And all this reliance and, oh, I'm a God-fearing person, I'm a good person. Listen, people who are good people don't need to tell you that they are good people. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, They don't need to tell you that they're God-fearing people. Seriously. Um, You will see it through their actions. And God-fearing good people... (laughs) Uh, don't scam other people if, if they're really genuinely good people. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with them. Um, let me just see what else is trending this morning. So yes, the news, of course, on uh, Omicron, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. It can be Omicron or Omicron. I'm going to say Omicron. Um, is that, um, you know, it's already been uh, found 20-something cases now in the UK. England is continuing to tighten up restrictions. Um, The US, so the federal health officials, said that they're expanding their search for it in the United States of America. But basically, from the looks of it, this um, was already in Europe. It was not as widely spread, obviously, um, but by the time they were banning flights from South Africa in an attempt to halt the spread of it, uh, you know, the first cases were already um, in the UK. So um, the Netherlands announced that two people were infected with the new variant more than a week ago. World Health Organization labeled it as a variant of concern on Friday, as you guys will remember. And before the arrival in Amsterdam, of two flights from South Africa that carried passengers infected with the virus. So the announcement from the Netherlands highlights just how little we know about the variant as scientists are saying that they can't say with certainty when, where, or when the variant actually originated. Uh, we also don't know how contagious it is or whether it can evade vaccines. So these are things that are still um, yet to be determined. So um, Dutch officials um, are contact tracing in particular areas Across Europe, there are more than 44 cases of the new variant confirmed in 11 countries, according to the European Center for Disease Prevention and Control. That agency's director said that all of the confirmed cases in Europe have exhibited mild symptoms or none at all. And that authorities were analyzing six further probable cases. And they said that they'd also be testing how the variant behaved and vaccinated people and that more information was expected in a couple of weeks. So it's going to take a minute to figure out if this is gonna go from a variant of concern to like, you know, really something that um, we're gonna have an issue with. So in the Netherlands, they've tightened restrictions on Sunday on businesses, including bars, restaurants, and theaters in response to wave that began before uh, the Omicron was identified. And Dutch officials reported more than 2,200 new cases one of the country's highest daily totals since the pandemic began. Oh, what a mess. So the, da- the Dutch announcement on Omicron came after chaotic scene in Amsterdam where 600 passengers um, aboard two flights from South Africa were stranded on Friday. This is just crazy, right? So 61 passengers tested positive, and at least 14 of them were found to be carrying the Omicron variant. The hundreds of other passengers who tested negative were allowed to go home or get on connecting flights to their final destination. So um, it says here that we just want the world to know who knows where a prominent Italian virologist said at the University of Milan, he said that passengers should have been forced to quarantine or isolate and monitored closely for seven to 10 days, especially because uh, they could have caught the virus on the flight and tested negative as it incubated, which is true. Very, very interesting. It says if this variant is very contagious, uh, the flight is an explosive bomb. The flights like the cruise ships of the early pandemic have prompted fears of super spreader events and pose the question, have the last 20 months taught us anything about containment? Mm, mm, mm. What a mess. Um, very, very tricky situation, of course. And, um, we do feel it for people who are having to deal with this. Um, Sandra says, must be a Nigerian, given out number using Gmail account. Uh, Christopher, yes, you missed the big news, but hit that rewind button, replay. You can watch it, uh, afterwards without a doubt. Um, let me just see. So... Um, So the CDC plans to toughen coronavirus testing for travelers to the U.S. So y'all thought you had it so easy. I know a lot of people were criticizing, why do I need a PCR test when I can go to America and I don't need a PCR test? Well, pump the brakes on that idea. Um, The Center for Disease Control plans to toughen coronavirus testing and screening of international flyers to the U.S. by requiring them to provide a negative result um, from a test taken within 24 hours of departure. This is what a spokesperson said from the agency yesterday, last night. The move to um, strengthen the testing regime reflects growing concerns about the Omicron variant, a highly mutated form of the virus, uh uh-uh, that was first documented by researchers in South Africa and detected in more than a dozen countries around the world. So the CDC is working to modify the current global testing order um, for travel as they learn more about the Omicron variant. A revised order would shorten the timeline for required testing for international travelers to one day before departure to the United States. So obviously we're doing 72 hours and you you will know that within 72 hours, that's what, three days, a lot can happen. Um, You tighten that to 24 hours, you're more likely to get real time accurate um, numbers. So that's one of the reasons why they're going to shorten it to the 24 hours. Um, so they, they go on to say that this strengthens already robust protocols in place for international travel, including requirements for foreign travelers to be fully vaccinated. So naturally, um, that has not changed. Um, so it looks like, um, it says that it's unclear whether the new 24 hour rule will be um, requiring a PCR test or a rapid antigen test. and I suspect that it's probably going to be a PCR test because we know that they're w- much more accurate. So y'all stay tuned for that. Uh, it's coming. Now did you see we posted this on our Facebook page uh, late last night. Greece. did y'all see this about Greece? will now make unvaccinated people 60 and older pay a fine for every month that they don't get a COVID vaccine. I thought that this was interesting because we see mandates and stuff like that, but we've not seen penalties quite in this fashion before. What do you all think about All right, folks, so what do you think about this? This is a bit unusual. Um, So Greece is saying that they're going to be charging elderly people upwards of, it works out to be basically $114 a month. Of course, you know, if you're an elderly person and you're on a budget, uh, this would be nothing to probably sneeze at. But $114 a month, if you do not get vaccinated, this would be the first country in the EU to target an age group With a vaccine mandate. It's kind of interesting, actually. Um, You guys remember that early on the pandemic, Greece was hit pretty hard. It says more than 500,000, so half a million older Greeks, have yet to be vaccinated, according to their government data. And if they don't, they're more likely to get seriously ill and die. So their prime minister said it's not a punishment. I would say it is the price for health. It is also an act of justice for the vaccinated. Okay. Well, I'm not quite sure how they intend to collect on this money, um, from elderly people, but I guess they have a plan of action. I don't know. Um, super, super weird. And, um, yeah, we'll see how that works out for them. It was a little bit shocking when I saw it. I thought, mm, you're gonna do what? Charge old people? Less likely to be able to afford it even?
8: Hmm. Uh, hmm.
2: Interesting. Anyway, um, it, it is what it is, folks. I don't know what else to say. Um, a bit bizarre. All right, so um thank you guys so much. So Carol says, I feel the EU Court of Human Rights may disagree with that law. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but fitting people, finding people, sorry, goes a little too far, I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit odd to be honest. Um, anyway. Carol, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Just about 9.30. Um, I'm just checking to see what else we had on the agenda for you guys today. Oh, the field Hospital. So in case you missed that, that story, the field Hospital is up in, um, I guess, operational. They don't have any patients yet because um, they don't actually need any yet. Um uh, So this hospital will only be utilized, folks, if all of the beds are utilized um, at all other hospitals. So remember they initially had set up the Phil Hospital in May, in early May, and then they um, took it back down. So it's back up again. The regiment, big shout out to the regiment, they were instrumental in getting the Phil Hospital um, back operational. And so, you know, now we will um, see from here what happens. So um, it's ready because, you know, we do have some 20 people as of yesterday that were hospitalized. We have a bed capacity of, I want to say it's 50, it's somewhere in the fifties. So, you know, we're not even at 50%, but this is a contingency plan. When Dr. McLaughlin was interviewed back in May about it, she said, listen, this is really not um, the type of situation where you want to have to use it, but you know that if you need it, it is available and it's in place. And um, we'll play a little video clip now for your benefit to find out a little bit more about the field hospital so that you know exactly what the intended purpose is. So here they are. um, All of these beds, 61 beds have been set up. There's a special section that is closer to the nurse's station that will be for people who have a little bit more um i guess moderate symptoms as well so here's a breakdown of how it's supposed to work
5: the hospital is designed to see to manage the mild and moderate patients for the overflow should we have a surge of patients all at once so it has designated in it um, some beds closest to the one of the nurses areas for the sicker patients and then well patients the large body can hold about currently about 50 patients and then there's a room for more ambulant patients for them to be in as well that can hold 11 patients from that. So it's set up with different nursing areas, different um, patient care areas, and um, a capacity to hold supplies and also will be um, have the proper air processes because to manage infectious disease, you at that volume you definitely need to have negative pressures available. A lot of it is the basic um, requirements. We definitely have oxygen capacity for all patients in there should they require oxygen capacity to give them fluids and rehydration and intravenous medications. The ability to monitor them just as in any hospital. So it's set up to provide quality and standard of care um, as that what we and the capacity to manage acute emergency while awaiting transfers, but it won't have the capacity for vented patients. For instance, that's not the design in it. It is more for the less ill patients. For patients that require ventilation, we have the capacity to manage them for a brief period of time and then, while they await transfer to the hospital. Well, NAOC is what manages national crises. And COVID 19 is a national health crisis, but it's a national crisis. So, the role of NAOC is critical in the creation, in enabling the field hospital to to come into being because it allowed the coordination among all the different services and spheres of government and private that were required to bring this into being. Working on this project has been very um, interesting, very fascinating to pull it together to watch all the different teams work together. But it is also the work we pray never gets used because for us to need the field hospital, it means that all of the hospitals are full and that we really are facing a true public health and medical and national emergency, which is the one thing all of that has been going, has been trying its best to avoid. We can't stop. What we're hoping to do is slow down the rate of infection because what people often forget is that none of us naturally have an immunity to COVID-19. And while we clearly have a lot of people who have gotten infected and have had no significant clinical outcomes, there are people who will. And that could be me, it could be you. It could also be your mother, your grandmother, a child, someone you care about. And that isn't a hoax. You can see it play out in every country in which surges have taken place. I would say I I enjoyed the process. I worked with a lot of great people people within HSA who I already know work hard, who do great things. Um, But it was wonderful to see such a collaboration across all of the different facilities and arms of government and public sector. And please stay home, wear your mask, wash your hands. It's still important even though things look better now.
2: Okay, folks. so that interview was actually done last year, believe it or not, in May when the first hospital was set up and then it was taken down um, as we prematurely thought that we had worked our way um, through the pandemic. So not quite yet. The FDA panel endorses Merck's COVID pill for high risk adults. So the advisory panel committee on Tuesday voted to recommend that the government um, use this first authorized use of this antiviral pill to combat the worst effects of COVID-19. Again, this pill, um, the advisory committee voted in what's considered a pretty narrow margin, 13 to 10, to endorse the pill, um, you know, as the world races to... Uh, put together other defenses against the newly emerging uh, Omicron, Omicron sorry, variant of the coronavirus. So this is the Molnupiravir, I don't know if I'm even saying that one right, but um, it has shown uh, to, be, um, to modestly reduce the risk of hospitalization and death from COVID. And it could be authorized for use in the U.S. within days and available to patients within weeks. So a lot's happening on that front as well. Um, so um, funny enough, um, my husband, you know, he's, he's so funny. He was saying to me, um, he's like, oh, look, I was ahead of the game with the, um, the name of, of that virus. He has um, different servers, personal servers that he maintains. And look at this. He actually has a server. He names them all sorts of interesting things. I don't know where he comes up with half the stuff. But look, he has one in um, his home server panel called nothing less than Omicron. Yep, there it is right there. Um, He has Megalodon, Megalodon, Omicron. What are some of the other names here? Um, So he comes up with very creative names for um, his servers. One is called Pegasus. Um, one is called, looks like Smil- Smil- Smilodon, Sabertooth, Mount Olympus. <laughs> He's got all sorts of stuff. Prometheus, all Greek names, of course. Um, but he actually had one called Omicron. So there you have it. Funny, funny, funny. All right, folks, uh, that's all I got for you. You guys have a beautiful day today. It is Wednesday, so tomorrow is Thursday as we start to head into the weekend, please be safe, everyone. And that uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. So we've got the World Health Organization um, segment, I think we'll air that. and Of course, we're watching politically the move across the I don't know which one we're gonna have to choose the move across this morning. So we'll probably air that as well. Um, or maybe we'll just grab that video. Um, so yeah, all right, folks, have a good one. Wonderland Christmas trees are here. It's
4: official. It's Cayman's most wonderful time of the year. Don't delay or all the elves will give the trees away. Stop by our Christmas tree lot to select from the finest balsam fir trees, starting at $100 for five to six feet. Christmas lot is located right next to Cost you Less and Governor Square. Selected from the best farms in Canada, your tree has been grown with love and care by all our elves for many years. Wonderland Christmas Trees is owned and operated by experienced elves with over six years of industry experience. Don't trust your Christmas tree needs to anyone else. And remember, for every tree you purchase, Wonderland Christmas Trees makes a donation to feed our future and Meals on Wheels. Visit WonderlandTrees.ky or find us on Facebook to place your. Order today, Christmas tree sales going on now. Don't delay. Wonderland Christmas trees, your best choice for Christmas.
0: Ho, ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. Accidents happen at any time. When you least expect it, be prepared. Reach out to recover personal injury attorneys. We don't get paid until you recover.
9: Give your family the gift of Roque. Looking for the perfect gift idea for the entire family? Then look no further than Roque, Cayman's number one streaming expert. Confused by VPNs, Amazon Prime, Netflix geolocking, UK channels disappearing, where to find your favorite events, and so much more? Roque takes the guesswork out of the world of streaming, doing the hard work for you. Give them a call today and see why Roque is Cayman's most knowledgeable and customer-focused streaming support company. 345-926-1213. That's 345-926-1213. Call them today and give the gift that the whole family will enjoy, including you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at Road.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.